0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned into episode number 529 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Ham Shack, and we're glad you joined us for this episode, which is going to be a weekender. Where we dive into some random topic that the picker wheel is going to choose. And then we'll go straight headlong into hedonism. All of the, uh, the song, the music, the wine, the whiskey, whatever it is that makes life worth living. So in order to get there, we need to start. So let's start. Cheryl W5MOO is not here. I can almost guarantee she'll be on the next one. Almost. Some, some weird thing could happen, but we're very close. Uh, But this hopefully will be the last one where she is not participating, but the two of us are here. I'm Russ, K5TUX. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right. So we start off our weekenders, as we have for quite some time now, with a random topic that we will be discussing or bantering about or drunkenly (laughs) expounding upon uh, or op-edding to um, no one's delight. But whatever it is... We're down to, I did not add any of the new topics yet. I'm going to wait till our year is up and we go on break. And then I'm going to start adding a whole bunch of stuff back in. So we're down to a mere six topics. So this is a choice of one in six. So here we go. most boring one. Should I (laughs) re-spin?
2: What is it? We'll we'll take a vote.
0: (laughs) Uh, How how do you contribute to open source software?
2: Uh, The podcast.
0: Next. (laughs) Okay, good. So we'll we'll skip that one. Um, Probably pseudo-random, so it won't probably pick it again. But, oh, look, it did pick it again. So let's spin one more time. (laughs) Maybe it's closer to random than we think. See, we're already off the rails, and we're only three minutes in. (laughs)
2: Totally violating the rules.
0: <laughs> okay, well, this, here's one we can probably knock out really quick. <laughs> I actually, we'll, we'll actually get some uh, feedback, though. I
2: thought we'd just have like the first 15 minutes of just spinning the picker wheel. like.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, there's we could do that. But um, <laughs> this is the best... Amateur radio mode. (laughs) (laughs) Them are fighting words. (laughs) Yeah. So so now we've gone from being completely derailed to starting a holy war. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, Steve, that is a good point. And usually when we have these discussions about what is the best of something, we always do define what best would be. So there's the
2: right answer. And then there's the like optional, like, this is my favorite. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think we want to play favorites, though. I don't. I don't think we want to go with favorite mode. We want to go with best mode. So we do have to define best. So,
2: well, I don't think you can define best. I think that's the whole thing, right? Because like the most effective way to communicate is using whatever it is that allows you to get a hundred percent of your communication to the other person and back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, right which could, could be almost which, anything
2: yeah which would be any mode that is needed to com- complete the communication so like that's the right
0: answer uh but yeah okay what so, let's, then, so let's so uh, let's do this the other way then let's let's go completely away from best and go to favorite mm-hmm. but if you're going to define a favorite you have to identify the reasons why it's your favorite you can't just say it's your favorite so no oh, oh no okay okay <laughs> So what's your favorite mode, Bill?
2: What is my favorite mode? Um, Geez. I mean, I really...
0: Let's include band, too. What's your favorite Uh mode? And what's your favorite band?
2: Favorite mode, favorite band. Um, CW and 30 meters. There, I'm done. Uh, See you, bye. Together? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think so like i really like 30 meters because it uh there's no voice at all on it um it's a small band it uh has interesting propagation during the day and the night um and it's just it's interesting it's actually a pretty decent band to get some dx in uh if because the you know well serious DXers avoid the contests and stuff like that so you won't see them uh you know messing around on some of the you know 10, 15, 20, 40, you know, they, they, they hide They hide in the corners of those work bands Uh, you know, 12, 17, 30, now fifth, what, 60, 60 meters too. Um, of course I've, yeah, I I haven't even used 60. I should try doing 60 on this rig here to see if I can do it.
0: See, I really like 60. I've done some work on 60 and I, I really like it, especially when you get into the sort of early, early to middle evening, 60 is good. There's not a lot of people on it yeah so I'm not gonna make a whole bunch of contacts, but it's it's a good band it's a good solid band,
2: yeah, I mean you know, I like I like f t eight is fun, i guess for a while until you automate it, then it's just like it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I guess the c w is like you know is like the, the my favorite um it's also pretty useful because it's uh yeah you know it it generally uh, gets through um in the weirdest of conditions. Um, I mean, technically, you know, JT modes get through too, but I don't know. It's just not as interesting. It's not as interesting. Yeah. The power limit is nice on 30 meters too, like, but some people don't care about that stuff. I don't have to worry about that because I you know don't have a single rig that can go over that power limit. So, um, but in general, I'm on you know five ten watts. That's basically it. You know, I did cheat this time. I used the full you know hundred watts out of this uh, seventy one hundred needed to kind of burn up the finals wear wear them out you know it's like the uh uh the first drive on it um i don't know what, what what are what are yours favorite favorite mode and band combination
0: well i gotta i gotta follow up a little bit did you did you identify why your favorite um mode was cw
2: oh be, because well i mean you, you can't use well you can use digital modes uh on 30 meters but uh your only other option is cw <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, CW. I mean, I really like Ritty too. I guess I'm a big fan of Riddy. Uh, but CW, CW. Yeah, for quick contacts, I think it's uh, it's it's really hard to beat. Uh, especially in a contest, in not a contest, but like a DX environment, it's it's just uh, it's, it's rock solid. Uh, you don't have to worry about people generally getting your call wrong. Because you can correct that pretty quickly, too. And uh, pronunciation and everything else kind of just, you know, there's not really any any issues with dialect and, and stuff like that. So it's it's a very clear and and clean communication until you get some guys running, you know, 40, 50 words a minute.
0: Right. Well, and then you're almost at ready, so. <laughs>
2: yeah, you might as well be. God, geez, I don't know. You know, I was listening to some of these guys in this contest this weekend, and it was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was like are you kidding me? <laughs> I I can't even I can't even think about it. It just sounds so weird when it's sent that fast. Um I mean I did copy the guy's call sign eventually but I was like oh that's it's so bad.
0: The um do do you actually do CW or do you allow electronics to do CW?
2: I mean in a contest I will I use a keyer, a wind keyer. Uh but I do have like a, you know, I have paddles all over the place. I have a little paddle connected to my uh new rig here and then I have a uh uh pair of bencher uh bencher paddles over on the other rig. So yeah, I mean I I have no problem sending.
0: All right. Cool. <clears throat> so um my my favorite band is going to be kind of a cop out, I guess, but my favorite band has always been 15 meters.
2: I knew that. I knew you were
0: going to say 15 meters. <laughs> well, probably because I've said it before. Yes, you have. <laughs> um, but it's basically, it's the band I learned how to do everything in amateur radio on. And I still love it. And the now there's a sort of interesting little twist to 15 meters in the sense that when I first got into ham radio in the early to mid-90s and was doing all of my CW and sideband work on 15 meters, most of my contacts were from here, where I live now. Mm. So now it's interesting to work 15 meters and to get on and talk to the people that I used to work or where I used to live, because that actually happens quite a bit. I do get really good propagation into the Northeast. so And I do a lot of work on 15 meters. When I'm doing my FT8, uh, it's almost always on 15 meters now i do wander up and down a little bit i mean i do the 10 12 17 so on and so forth and when it gets late at night of course you know switching down to 40 and 80 and whatnot but yeah i mean if i'm on the bands in the daytime you know especially if i'm here at work in the shack or whatever and yeah it's almost always 15 meters um i've I've backed off a little on 15 meters lately because 10 meters has been so good but you know when ten meters goes away, I will be back on fifteen. <laughs> so, um, and as far as as far as mode, um, obviously I work FT8 the most, but I think I'm going to have to go with single sideband for single sideband phone for my favorite. I'd like to work that a lot more. I just usually can't inter- interrupt my day, so I'm working more on FT8 and digital stuff, but uh where where i find the most pleasure is is uh phone work so
2: yeah i guess i started my uh my ham radioing on 40 meters so i mean like 40 meters has been a real fan favorite to me i never really did
0: much 15 meters hmm yeah the propagation's a little bit limited on 15 you don't but but it, um grayline 15 is really nice sometimes cuz i've worked all over the place you know eastern eastern europe western asia japan you know it just it just depends on sort of the time of day and the propagation does wander around but it's it's usually in closer during during the peak of the day so you don't get a lot of really wild stuff but it can it can wander around you know so yeah. Steve says uh, 15 has definitely been one of his favorites. It's where I work the majority of my DX. <laughs> Choosing a favorite is hard. I've fallen in love with CW over the last few years. Yeah, I, I can't fall in love with CW. me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just can't do it. But, well, when uh, you make
2: your CW sound like that, I can understand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, like, like, it's, <laughs> like it's actually better when it's real, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh i can i can send and receive cw i just it's not my thing so i don't i don't think it ever will be uh yeah. ckj5t says riddy is his favorite. favorite
2: yeah i have a very soft spot in my heart for riddy i just i really like riddy it's it's a nice it's a nice now they're of course they're destroying all the riddy contests with the ft modes <laughs> but that's that's the old man in me Arr, grumble grumble
0: you know no, I kind <laughs> of agree with you there. I mean, if, if you're going to do a riddy contest, it should be a riddy contest. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't be infiltrated by other stuff, especially since riddy is definitely kind of a long form thing compared to the FT's. So,
2: yeah, well, yeah, it's more dynamic too, because you can run splits on it and everything else. And I guess you can technically do
0: that with the
2: FT modes, with the new, you know, d expedition mode and stuff like that. But I think that gets into a whole different, uh, a different realm because, uh, yeah, I mean technically you could automate Riddy, but why would you? <laughs> There's too much uh too much auto frequency correction and everything else that has to occur when you're trying to, you know, attach to that signal. Even though you can do a signal browser on multiple RIDI signals, it's it's a little bit more complicated to do than the F T modes. The F T modes are just
0: yeah, dead. Can i can I throw in a, a uh, honorary mention for the most interesting mode? Sure. Uh Hellschreiber.
2: Oh failed health. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah is really-
2: <laughs> that is that is kind of a cool mode i have i have done uh i've done a few contacts over the years on that and you know the ticker tape mode for those of you that are not familiar with a uh, hellschreiber or felt hell or or i guess a, is there another name for two i think there's one so it's, it's ticker tape basically so you actually get like a visual a visual contact <laughs> it's quite interesting if you haven't tried it get on fl digi and
0: uh take a look at that mode yeah get on the calling frequencies and see what there is to see it's 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 peculiar it's halfway between it's halfway between psk 31 and sstv
2: yeah (laughs) very
0: much so oh that's hilarious So uh, does anybody else want to <laughs> weigh in here before we move on? Uh, I think we've exhausted our uh, our favorites, for sure. And we heard from KJ5T. But there's a few people in the chat tonight, so somebody else can just... You don't have to give reasons if you don't want to. Just just tell us what you like to work, band and mode, while we uh, sit here and get ready to uh, move on into hedonism. I see Cheryl's put in some recipes, which is good. Um, I've got my, my new whiskey I bought yesterday. Cool. See, so I wanted to take a picture of the shelves because I feel like I didn't do this deliberately, but I also feel like subconsciously I probably did. Um, when I bought new shelves to put the whiskey on, uh, you know, over the old ones, I bought <laughs> shelves that have a lot more room. Um, so, <laughs> so now the shelves are looking like, mighty, like there's actually like two and a half, almost three completely empty shelves. And I'm thinking, hmm. Might have to address that. (laughs) So I thought, see, we had three before and we went to two, but of course, they're larger units, taller and wider and deeper. (laughs) I kind of thought they would even out, Mm. but I was wrong. I had way, way more space. (laughs) And you know what that means? (laughs) More boots. Very yeah. nice
2: <laughs> I figured at least they'd be like more sturdier, right They could hold more weight, oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. they're much <laughs> much stronger. they're the stand you know they're the um the wire racking shelves you see in like warehouses and stuff.
2: oh nice like the the home depot ones where you have like uh, you can put a whole pallet on there right. <laughs> Well, there's not not quite that aggressive, but yeah, <laughs> be, be going to Costco and getting the true Costco delivery, right? You know, I yeah, just put the whole pallet in the back of the truck. Yeah, I want, yeah,
0: right. All the, all the whiskey I'll, I'll take a mind. picture and put it in the hedonism chat after this, so you can all see it, because I got the lights wired up and everything, and the top shelf stuff is actually bottom lit, so you get the nice, uh, you get the nice glow up through the whiskey. <laughs>
2: yeah Don said he's never done riddy at least done it and did not know what the mode was I actually did a riddy for uh uh i was w one a w stroke seven for the centennial uh thing that they did I did riddy for all of all of that for well montana so if you worked Riddy on those, you probably worked me because <laughs> not many people want to do riddy <laughs> and I was like, I'll be happy to burn all the finals on my rig. I just love it. <laughs>
0: It's hard to do that anymore. Modern solid state rigs—you really have to try if you want to burn up your finals.
2: Yeah, I mean it'll 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 make them really hot. Let me tell you, because uh, the fan will just be constantly running, trying to you know cool them down, because it's it's a little bit more than a you know fifty percent duty cycle. So you're 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 slamming a bam, especially when you're running you know nonstop.
0: Yep, Steve K7HVT says he likes FT8 on forty and uh, some single sideband phone and FM on two meters. I don't know I don't know if I love FM on 2 meters. I use it a fair amount, but you know, <laughs> cuz that's that's where a lot of the activity is. So,
2: yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I can't say I I'm I'm a big user of
0: 2 meter FM anymore, but
2: there was a time in my life that I used it quite often.
0: Yeah, now everybody's like, "Oh, we're we're putting up a bunch of 900 stuff." <laughs> yeah, you got to get a new radio, got got like repeaters for 900, you know, or <laughs> It's like everybody forgot about 900, and now suddenly everyone wants to use it. So, whatever. All right. Well, I think that's enough of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, just I, keep your comments coming in. We'll we'll
0: add them as we... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll address about. them, certainly. We can always come back to this while we address our hedonism. And I'm going to get back to the Etherpad here so I can see what we've got for Cheryl's recipes. Ooh, looks like sweet stuff tonight. So we're going to dive headlong into hedonism, as I said, and um, Cheryl has provided us with some recipes, and these are desserts. Well, a dessert and a dessert cocktail, I guess. So the recipe is for apple fritter cake, and she says, who doesn't love an apple fritter? That's, That's a good question. I do love an apple fritter. How about in cake form? Serve this with a holiday meal or just to have for snack time? Ingredients include, for the batter, three cups of flour, salt, sugar, baking powder, milk, eggs, vanilla, melted butter, and six small apples, cord peeled and diced. This sounds very baking type stuff. Uh, for the topping, you need softened butter, brown sugar, flour, and cinnamon. And for the glaze, you need powdered sugar, milk, and vanilla. So you mix all the ingredients for the batter, blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to sit here and go all the way through it. The entire recipe, of course, will be in the show notes. So if you want to make an apple fritter cake which actually sounds really good um, you know that's where you'll be able to find it and if any of you guys actually do any of these recipes uh, you should let us know. We'd like to know if you uh, enjoyed them if you thought they were good, thought they were terrible or whatever. Um, I know when we do them we like to report on them so if you guys if you guys ever do any of these I, I know we've had a few folks um, report on them doing some of this stuff and also if you try any of the uh, cocktails. Let us know what you think. I'd like to uh, like to hear how we're doing here. Cheryl put in for her cocktail the Apple Cider Mule, and she's be- she's into the who doesn't love again. Who doesn't love the fall holiday season? <laughs> I know probably lots of people who don't like the fall holiday season, but uh, whether I guess a, a good cocktail could make it all better, though. Uh, whether you're enjoying time with friends or a quiet night at home, this is a tasty cocktail. The ingredients are vodka, apple cider, lime juice, ginger beer, And you can garnish with a lime wedge thyme sprig or apple slice and sprinkle with some cinnamon so this is a mule so if you got a copper mug you'd use one of those otherwise glass pour the vodka apple cider and lime juice in add the ginger beer and then garnish and if you desired put in a little cinnamon and serve immediately, isn't isn't that what all cocktails are supposed to be done? Like you make them and then you drink them. So that's how I do it. So thanks to Show for that. And uh, do you have anything in your uh, corner, My cor-
2: Uh, You know, I'm just drinking a, uh, I'm just drinking a Mosaic IPA from uh, Kettle House Brewing here, and uh, it's okay. <laughs> I always yeah I get the multi pack of like uh, random beers from them, and and this is the one that I thought it would be the one I. would don't like the most and that's probably
0: true <laughs> well know thyself right
2: yeah i mean that's a good ipa it's fine you know but it's just like meh you know there's so many better ipas out there nowadays <laughs> it's like uh yeah i'll just uh i'll just finish this one they, they actually make a really good ipa called it's called shady and uh yeah that's a way 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 better ipa than this is but, uh, yeah, yeah, some people like this Mosaic IPA stuff. It's a little bit more, I guess, on the bitter side. Uh, I really like their Snowblind. I think I mentioned the Snowblind before. That's the white stout that they make. And, yeah, that's unfortunately only a seasonal beer for them. But, man, that could be an all-year beer for me. I think I would uh, just just have those... <laughs> It looks like a lager when you pull it into a glass and, you know, it tastes just like a stout. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing beer.
0: Oh, interesting. Tastes like a stout, huh? Sounds like it's right yeah. up my alley.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's just coming out of season right now. So it's like now I'm having a hard time finding it. It's like, uh, I hope, I hope they have a longer run next, 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 uh, I guess they start it in the late summer, early fall. So.
0: All right, very cool. Well, now I'll get back to my stuff here. The only reason I had you jump in first is because I don't really have a lot on mine um, because I don't really know anything about it. I literally found it yesterday, and it, it's kind of it's interesting, um, but I literally did not have any notes or anything to work from. So all of this stuff is straight out of my own taste buds and brain. Um, this description that I have here is uh, totally bogus. I could not find anything on that. <laughs> So what this is, and I don't know if this is the whole full name of this or whatever, but it comes from Starlight Distillery, which is apparently a product of Huber's Orchard and Winery, which is in Borden, Indiana. Um, they do all kinds of whiskey. They have some bourbons, they have some other stuff, they have rye, They have, uh, and then they have a lot of finished whiskeys, which is what this one is. It's a finished single barrel bourbon. Uh, The mask bill is unknown because I can't find any information about it. They do publish the proof, uh, 109.2, so nice on the higher end, definitely bottled well. It does say on the sticker that it's aged at least four years, and I think this might be a barrel pick from the uh, liquor store that I bought it from because... When I went to look at their offerings on finished whiskeys on the website, this particular finish is not listed. So I don't know how <laughs> they got it, but it's uh, interesting. So what this is, is Starlight Distillery's Carl T. Huber's single barrel bourbon whiskey finished in Tokaji barrels. Now, you, like me probably, don't know what Tokaji is, and it's apparently a white wine that's created in Hungary. So this is a bourbon finished in those barrels don't know how long it was finished um and again don't know the mash bill although they do say it's a bourbon so it must be at least 51 percent corn with that in mind i got some interesting notes off of it it's uh it's pretty dark it's a nice reddish caramel color and that's interesting to me since it was apparently distilled and bottled in indiana and it's only four years old it seems like it could be caramel colored it's pretty dark but i don't know for sure so i'm speculating. Uh, The nose on it is kind of interesting. It's got honey, vanilla, caramel, honey-coated nuts, and a slight grainy note to it. I I attribute that to its uh, relative youth. It's ute. Ute It's yout! And uh, on the taste, some stuff that I have not tasted in whiskey before, and that's probably because I've never had one that was finished in tocaji barrels before. But I get blackberry, toast, raw honey, grappa, melon, unripe strawberry a little bit of heat and a tiny saltiness or brininess on the end i'm not sure what to attribute that to unless it's just the barrel influence but it's pretty interesting and on the finish it's a little hot you get a sort of peppery heat to it some soft grain notes the honey proliferates all the way through nose palate finish some hints of dark fruit and toasted sunflower seeds So definitely some notes in here that I don't think I've attributed to any other whiskeys, which makes it interesting. It doesn't make it perfect or necessarily excellent, but it's pretty good. And I did not put a rating in here, so I'm going to have to do that now. So I think for what it is... Showing it's a little bit of lack of age, um, but a really interesting finish. I think I think however long they finished it for was an appropriate length of time. However long that was, um, I will say I'm going to take off a point I think or so because this barrel is expensive, and I don't know if anyone can even buy this anywhere other than you know single barrel picks from their local you know liquor stores or whatever. So I don't know what kind of availability it has. So I do have to knock off a few points here and there for, for relative things. Um, the price is $80 for a bottle. So I would consider that high for a four-year-old bourbon. Um, but it is interesting enough, and I think I'm going to put it at 86 I think 86 is fair uh, for price, taste, you know, a little lack of maturity, uh, but some interesting tasting notes. So... That's when I'm going to give it the Carl T. Huber Single Barrel Bourbon Whiskey Finished in Tokaji Barrels. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm pretty sure no one is ever going to try this but me. But <laughs> 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 um, but at least I have something interesting. So
2: Tokaji Barrel. That's interesting.
0: And I have no idea if I'm pronouncing Tokaji right. It's probably not. That sounds vaguely Japanese, and it's Hungarian, so it's probably something else entirely. But that's what I'm going with. Seems acceptable yeah yeah we'll call it good so i see you tossed an announcement in here so uh, what is your announcement oh cheryl tossed an announcement so you can read cheryl's announcement
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh cheryl's announcement okay yeah sorry uh let's see our last show oh that's right. Yeah, our last show for 2023 will be on december 19th with our annual roundtable episode we invite all of our listeners to join us in this roundtable whether you participate live in the podcast or on you're on discord with us so please come in and join us. We'll be here on the live show channel like we normally are. We'll just, uh, we'll allow everybody to unmute themselves and uh, those that want to talk and talk and we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, make an episode and have some fun like we normally do.
0: Why do I feel like that date is wrong? I'm pretty sure it's December 17th. Yeah, that's probably wrong. You know, Cheryl just making updates. Yeah. It's December 17th.
2: 17th. She
1: totally
0: yeah. nailed it. <sighs> Can't rely on Cheryl for anything. She's <laughs> 17th and right now she's yelling at me from the other room i'm sure so it's like
2: we're not gonna be in town you're gonna push the episode anyways
0: (laughs) we we actually are not gonna be in town but we should be home in by recording time so oh
2: okay okay
0: (laughs) yeah we're going to see trans-siberian orchestra on the 16th oh okay nice Uh, you know this thing i don't like this 7100 (laughs) Totally sell it. <laughs> send it back. Yep. See, see, that's the problem with leaving something in a box for a year is you can't send it back.
2: I know. I know. I know. Well, you know, the nice part is it hasn't been exposed to uh, cigar smoke. So, you know, this is actually still sellable. <laughs>
0: Unlike <laughs> every other
2: radio that's in my shack.
0: <laughs> well, you should have thought of that like eight months ago when no one could get one, then you would have been over retail on it.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, well I don't know. I will keep it. I'll keep it. I just yeah, I don't know.
0: Not having buyers room after a year. <laughs> well, that's too bad because I really like the seventy one hundred, so I don't you're probably comparing it to better rigs though that I've never tried.
2: No, I don't. I mean I'm like I'm literally comparing it to my FT four fifty D, which is definitely not a better rig. <laughs> It's just the the silly things like if the it doesn't know that okay, I switched to u s b mode it should know that I don't want my narrow filter in place, you know there's no way I had that when I ran that mode the last time, stuff like that. Oh. it should know that stuff it should memorize that, oh yeah, we're in different different mode i don't I shouldn't rely on the last filter setting that I actually had in place for
0: c w well, yeah, that's fair enough. I, I I don't use mine in that way, or at least have not at this point, doing a lot of um, SSB work and stuff like that, or, or where I've actually changed or, or definitely not used it for CW. So I've not experienced that.
2: But Yeah. I mean, well, I, technically, I only got this for the all-mode 2 meters and 440. So really, I didn't buy it for an HF radio. So <laughs>
0: All right. Well, over <laughs> the next uh, couple of episodes, I'm sure you can uh, tell us, you can give us all of your, your gripes about the 7100. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it'll come out i'm sure it'll just it'll just bleed out of me this goddamn thing. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> i'll just do FG 8 with it i'll just you know put it back to, out of its misery <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i use it for everything so i'm enjoying it i'm gonna have to explore some of those things and see if i notice any little weirdness too uh but so far i've, I've enjoyed it
2: Yeah. I noticed like the the tight filter on CW does ring a little bit. I know it's all digital filters, not a real filter. So maybe that's why. But uh, at least least I heard ringing. It's kind of a weird oscillation that occurs (laughs) inside the filter parameters itself. So it kind of, yeah, it's weird. It's weird when you're doing CW and you hear that. Um, I don't hear that on a typical standard filter. And I think my FD450D doesn't have that problem on its narrow filter. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Maybe you're just too damn picky.
2: I, you know, I, I probably am. I probably <laughs> am. And I really want this radio to, you know, to, to work because obviously I bought it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, you know, it is nice. I like having the head, uh, you know, separate here because it's sitting on the desk and my actual radio is over there on the other desk where the antennas and stuff are. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I had just the experience of using it for the CW contest, even though I only made 28 contacts. Not like I used it a lot, but uh, I did spin around the band multiple times doing a little S P.
0: right. Well, I'm sure we'll be hearing more about the IC7100 as time goes on. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll go ahead and let everybody get back to their day. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. I do not have any social media roundup stuff done for this time. We'll we'll catch everybody on the next one. We will not we will not uh, forget anyone except for the fact that Facebook doesn't allow me to see everyone. For whatever reason. But yeah. In the meantime, thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks we for. We do support. have our live chat people. We can not
2: mention those. We can mention our live chatters.
0: Oh, yeah. yes. We should definitely mention our live chatters. So go ahead and read that list because I switched off of the etherpad.
2: Okay. Yeah. So we have uh, in our live chat this evening, we had Allie Kitten, uh, Tony K4XSS, uh, Steve KAS7, sorry, KA7HVT. Let me just send it in CW. Uh, Ted WA0EIR, Steve KJ5T, Winston. KD2WLL, and John, K1BTZ, and I don't, didn't see anybody else join us, so I, I think that's that should be the list.
0: Yep, very good. I didn't see anyone else pop in or out either, so... Sounds good. And so thanks again for everybody who joined in the live show. We really appreciate it. I hope you all have a good one. And thanks to everybody who listens to our podcast after the fact and everyone who supports the show in whatever way that you do that. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope you are enjoying the holiday season as it uh, creeps up on us. And I think we're officially at the point where you can listen to holiday music and, and all that. And it's it's for real now, okay? You know, it's not it's not before October. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and let you get back to the, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch you in a week with the next one. It'll be a deep dive episode and we hope you come back and tune in for that one. So for the, hopefully on assignment for the last time, Cheryl W5 MOO, I'll go ahead and wrap up episode number 524 of Linux in the Shack. I'm Russ K5TUX. And I'm Bill ne 4rd 73
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW that's 1-909-547-7469 visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show themed merchandise until next time remember to always heed your hedonism